This show is an unapologetically tacky and body exploration of spirituality and the full range of the human experience. It contains strong language, adult themes, fart noises, and a lot of bad jokes. We don't pull punches, there are no sacred cows, and we don't stay away from third rails or taboo subjects. This content may be offensive to some listeners. It is intended only for mature and open-minded audiences which are not easily offended. Please do not listen in hearing range of minors or other sensitive individuals. Namaste. I'm Chardonnay Morning, and I just took a charcoal, and I can feel it activating. And I'm Wolfheart. Mars is in retrograde, and I have pink eye. And And welcome welcome to to our our spiritual spiritual podcast. Knock off your shit! I'm Samantha Ginn. And I'm Jerry Berkey. And welcome to Knock Off Your Shit. The show about your happiness, including mindfulness, meditation, health, well-being, philosophy, human potential, self-development, and the art of letting go. I just let something go. Did you hear that? I sure did. You're a goddamn Picasso when it comes to that letting go. So Sam, how are you? Obviously you're feeling easy and breezy. I am, I'm feeling lighter. And Sam, even though this is our first show and it's total fucking chaos, tell our one listener, which is your mother Twyla, what we have coming up on today's episode. Well, Jerry, we have some amazing content for today's episode, including... A Joan Rivers Bible dip. A celebrity caller. How to be a spiritual asshole. Sponsors. We have sponsors. We have a theme of the month. Sketches. We have sketches. We have a knock off your shit book club. And for those of you with short attention spans. We have a knock off your shit movie club. Guided meditations. We have fucking guided meditations at the end of every episode. Shut your dirty mouth. And there's more. Much, much more. Oh, yes. But before we get to that, perhaps a word from our sponsor. Can you feel the emotions of others? Do you feel exhausted or energetically depleted after a conversation with a negative boss, friend, or family member? Do you feel as if a grump has sucked the joy out of your day? Then you may need a 16-ounce bottle of douche off. This all-natural spray will repel the douche away. It will feel as if that moment with that energy vampire never even happened. You can just continue living in your state of bliss without feeling like you've been stabbed in the gut by a killjoy. This product works best when immediately sprayed one to two minutes directly after an interaction with a fun sucker. So hurry on down to Half Foods and purchase your bottle today. Side effects may include freedom, inner peace, healthy boundaries, aggressive freshness, or hyper-erect Thank you, Dushoff. Thank you to our very first sponsor for our inaugural mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait to collect the whole set. Oh, there's different fragrances. Oh, there is. <laughs> there's patchouli turmeric. There's kombucha breeze. There's crystal deodorant. Ginger tangerine, which is actually just uh, on the, the label of my hard kombucha right now. Yeah, that's actually what we're drinking. I'm spiritual, so I put like kombucha in my beer because I'm just like better than everyone else. <laughs> my God, I feel like I've met you before. And it's next to my San Pellegrino water. I feel like a total douche. <laughs> you may need to spray some douche off on yourself after this. Do we need to do a shout out to our friend Denise who introduced us to hard kombucha? <gasps> Denise. Denise, if you're listening... Thank you. Thanks, Denise. And 
Plink. Did you hear that? I did. Wait, hold on. I'm really good at sound effects. Ready? That was worse. <laughs> I'm a fully stage. <laughs> You're a fully stage. Sam. So, <laughs> focus, Sam. I didn't do my vocal warm-ups yet. Oh. How now? Brown cow, unique New York, mellow yellow. Pee-pee poo-poo. Pee-pee poo-poo. Pee-pee poo-poo. That gets me every time. <laughs> okay, enough talking shit. That isn't very spiritual. How that's very unspiritual of you. Well, I'm screwed. So Sam, most of the people listening to this inaugural episode of our show, Knock Off Your Shit, which we're very proud of the title. Knock um, off your poo-poo. Knock off your poo-poo and your pee-pee. Um, <laughs> most of the people listening to this know us very well. And if they haven't stopped listening by now. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, dear listener. If they haven't stopped listening yet, they probably want to know just a little bit about us. And we don't want to drone on and on about each other. I'm a Pisces, Elphine. Ah, great. Pain in the ass, Pisces. Um, I'm a Sagittarius, clearly the most superior of all signs. Stick in my ass. (laughs) We do want to sort of give you a little introduction to who we are and why we're doing this show. So we made up this game called, what is it called? One Minute of Your Life. One Minute of Your Life. That sucks. But okay, that's fine. We'll go with that. It's a working title, folks. So I can't ramble on about myself, which I'm prone to do. I only have one minute to tell you, Sam, and all our wonderful listener out in radio land, podcast land, about me. Hi, Twyla again, my sweet mother. And please tell your friends. Please, please tell your friends. Give us a review on iTunes, which will never take our show because there's profanity in the title. Anyway, we're just going to do this just so you can hear a little bit about us in case you don't know who we are. And even if you do think you know who we are, you can listen to us humiliate ourselves on the radio speak for yourself i am a classy Ah. dame who knows how to spoke good (laughs) yeah we'll see about that when it comes to your one minute all right so sam do you have the timer ready okay you need help with technology or you i got it i'm looking at sundial and on your mark it's set one minute about your life go okay i am jerry i am a hypnotist and transformative coach i help people become happier and healthier basically and in my practice we deal with unresolved life traumas, negative thought patterns, painful emotions or memories, anything standing between people and the life that they want. I'm also a writer, actor, and storyteller. Um, I'm from Colorado. Uh, I suffer from depression and anxiety for most of my life, but not anymore, thanks to spirituality. We'll be talking about that more on the show. I also suffered from nearly two decades of chronic back pain, migraines, and chronic fatigue, before I had a profound, miraculous self-healing experience, which I will also be talking about later in the show, probably not today, but soon. And I don't have any more of those problems, but I help people who do, mostly in the areas of health and relationship, but anything that comes up we can deal with. Also, uh, I really like La Croix, which is uh, Portuguese for sparkling Thank God you were about to ramble on about stuff. Let me get the timer. (laughs) Do you want me to just set the timer that I have? No, I, w- I need to monitor it myself. Thank you very much. Got nervous. Okay, how now, brown cow? How now? <laughs> bumblebee, bumblebee. Red leather, yellow leather. Set the timer. I'm ready to talk about myself. In five, four, three, two. Oh, sorry. That was one second, not one minute. Here I teased you about using the technology and I can't even do it myself. Okay. <laughs> five, four, Amateur three, hour. Three, two. 
Hello. I was shot out of my mother's vagina in Pennsylvania. I was a 10 pound baby. I looked like a man child for half of my life with a bowl cut. Um, and my name was Sam. So I have a lot of uh, traumatic memories from my childhood where um, I was a I was a good looking boy, though. And then we moved to California, San Diego, the Wales Vajayjay when I was in fourth grade, 1990. <laughs> I'm really good at dates. Oh, God. In more ways than one. And then in, then I grew up, uh, really like a tomboy, but then I, I got Oshkosh Slaughter's and knee disease. So I had to quit sports. So I auditioned for theater and from theater, I found my passion in the theatrical arts. Uh, went to Sonoma State, majored in theater. When I came back, I found my passion for also combining theater arts with working with children with special needs. And then I met Jerry and he changed my life because now I'm into spirituality too. And it's really awesome. And I'm getting nervous because it's almost the end of time. That was a good minute. I didn't know you had Oshkosh Bagosh syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the joint disease where your joints get stiff and you can't, you can't move them and stuff? Um, that's completely way off. But actually, um, let me ask you this, Wolfheart. <laughs> For any real Wolfhearts out there, I sincerely apologize if I'm mocking you. I don't mean to. It's all in fun. Can you not apologize? You're right. I'm sorry. For your authentic self. Oh my God, I just apologize for apologizing. Can you stop with the self-deprecation over there? Thanks. That'd be great. Okay, this is what we're going to do on the show. If we say sorry, we Buzzer. put no. A dollar in a jar. A dollar? Yeah. This little feast we just had and the three bottles of wine we <laughs> drank has already cost me like 50 whole dollars. You want to charge me more money for this shit? It's okay. Our sponsors will be paying for, oh, for that. That's true. Okay. We do have sponsor money. All right. So I will stop apologizing. Because if you apologize, you're, you're what? What does that mean when you apologize for everything you it say? It means I'm semantic in. <laughs> Whoa, the tables have turned. It means... The student becomes the mustache. It means you're apologizing for your authentic self. That's exactly right. Oh, but before we get to that, we have some callers waiting on the line. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What up? Yo, I'm, uh, I'm Michael Michaels. I'm from Bakersfield. I'm a dude. I'm an atheist who likes craft beers and video games. Why would I care about spirituality? Well, uh, Michael, uh, Mr. Michaels, uh, whatever you prefer to be called, it's a good question. So you're a dude, you're an atheist. Why should you care about spirituality? Well, number one, it's important that you know, and we'll talk about this in greater detail later in the show, but it's important that you know that you don't have to be religious or even believe in God to find meaning in your life. And that's what spirituality is all about. It's about finding the meaning, finding your place in your life and the connection to other people and the things that you care about. And you don't need to believe in God or drive a Prius or wear crystals to do any of that. It's important that it can be very personal to you and it can work for you regardless of what you believe or don't believe, what your lifestyle is or the things you enjoy. It's about meaning. Yeah, I don't have to drive a Prius. Great. No, not at all. You can keep driving your F-250 with the, you know. The, those fake ball sacks on the back. Swinging ball sack. I would accept no less from a, a resident of beautiful Bakersfield. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, I'm Kendall, but my friends call me Kendall. <laughs> um, I just graduated uh, college and I'm feeling really anxious about getting a job. Mm. Can uh, spirituality help me? Well, Kendall, that's a really good question as well. Yes, spirituality can help you. In addition to being something that can help your life find meaning, 
It can also provide a lot of therapeutic release of negative emotions. It can help cultivate peace. It can help cultivate mindfulness, give you confidence, give you a deeper and greater sense of yourself, and give you mental and emotional tools to help you self-regulate and connect to that deep well of peace that is already inside of you. So yes, spirituality and a spiritual practice of any kind can absolutely help you feel better. I promise you that. It's done that for me and it's done that for my co-host Sam. Isn't that right, Sam? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Anyway, yes, uh, Kendall, whose friends call her Kendall, Spirituality can absolutely be of great service, great use to you in your life. Thanks for your call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Well, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. My name is, uh, well, I can't share it over the radio because I'm a famous lady. Oh. But hello, I'd love to share a little question with you. Hello. <laughs> I really want to incorporate spirituality can't say that word. My lips are so big. The pump full of Botox. I really want to incorporate spirituality. Nailed it. Into my life, but I can't meditate. Hell, what do I do, babe? Well, um, Miss Famous. Hell. <laughs> here's great news. You don't have to meditate to be spiritual. You don't have to wear flowing robes and sit on a cushion. You don't have to do yoga. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to be able to sit down and focus your mind. You can be mindful in any activity that you undertake. Do you, do you exercise, for example? I'm doing Kegels right now. You can do mindful Kegels. Whatever it is that you're doing for yourself, you can bring presence of mind to that. And it becomes a spiritual and meditative practice. In fact, you know, I love sitting meditation myself, but also I've studied yoga, tai chi, Japanese tea ceremony. All of these are meditations. Today I lift weights, I run, I do all kinds of things, and I can make each of those a meditation. You can make your breathing a meditation at a traffic light. This is another one of those obstacles to spirituality I think people hold. They think, oh, if I can't have a spiritual practice that is you know, classical in style, and if it doesn't look like this or feel like that, it's not really spiritual. That's not true at all. You can make anything and everything spiritual because here's the hint, everything already is. Thanks for your call. I got you, babe. <laughs> well, uh, Sam, do we have any other callers on the air? I think we're good. All right. Okay. So, Jay, I have a couple questions. Speaking of spirituality. Yes. Speaking of spirituality. Why the hell are we doing this show? We have too much free time. Um, I have all this podcasting equipment. And uh, otherwise, I'd be sitting at home with my thumb up my ass. Uh, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no free time. Why? I know. that's. It's called irony, sweetheart. All right? It's called irony. I really don't either. But why are we doing this show? Well, people are hurting out there. Mm -hmm. The world is hurting. And despite the fact that things are in some ways getting better and in some ways getting worse, which they always are, people are more divided inside and out than they ever have been. And something is missing. You know, the advances we're making in science, medicine, we have all these amazing advances moving human culture forward, but people are feeling lost. Mm -hmm. What if you don't believe in anything? What if you don't have a family yet? What if you don't have work that's fulfilling, that gives you purpose? Where do you turn for a sense of worth and meaning in your life? I would say spirituality. 
Yes. Is that the word? Yes, that is the word. Ding, 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 ding. What do I win? A 16 ounce bottle of douche off. <laughs> Tell me more about spirituality, Jer. Well, it's a loaded word. So number one, I want anybody listening to know that don't let that word turn you off. I'm using this word in a very general contextual sense. What do I mean by spirituality? What is spirituality? Spirituality, put in very simple terms, is the ways in which we look for meaning, fulfillment, and happiness in our lives. It's the ways in which we seek to cultivate growth and connect to something bigger than ourselves. That does not mean you have to believe in a religious doctrine. It does not mean you have to even believe in God. It also doesn't mean you have to wear crystals and wear crystal deodorant. That shit does not work. Let me tell you, I tried it a couple times. Yeah. Three hours after you put it on, you are ranking and stanking, and there is nothing around it. I'm sorry. I smell like a foot right now. Are you wearing crystal deodorant? Oh, I'm wearing natural deodorant. Yeah, same shit. Oh, right? Yeah, okay. I guess we just lost that sponsorship deal. But yeah, spirituality is something that can really, it's the thing that's missing. I, I saw a quote recently and it was so, it was so funny. It was this big poster. Uh, There's a little scientist in the, in the bottom corner and there was this giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the quote was, science can tell you how to clone a dinosaur from mosquito blood. Spirituality can tell you why that may not be such a good idea. <laughs> so it's really about finding meaning, peace, fulfillment, and happiness for yourself, whatever that looks like for you. And we're going mm. to get into more detail about that. Mm. The big thing I want you to know, listener, Twyla, is <laughs> that you don't have to identify as spiritual to get tremendous value out of listening to this show. We're just using that as a catch-all phrase for whatever it is that gives your life meaning, purpose, and whatever helps you connect to your own growth and development. Jerry, uh, I'm sorry, wolf heart. That's wolf fart. <laughs> oh! Aren't you so glad you asked me to do this? I sure am. <laughs> He's paying me in biscuits and hugs. <laughs> Jerry, who is this show for? Well, this show is for anyone who's interested in increasing their own happiness. And it doesn't matter if you think you're spiritual or not. If you care about your happiness, your health, fulfillment, the meaning of your life, your purpose, passion, if you have passionate about anything, the show is for you. This is not about prescribing a spiritual doctrine to you. It's about an exploration with you, Twyla, with our audience and with each other and sort of sharing authentically from the space of us in our own learning and growth process in this context of spirituality. So the show is really for anybody who's interested in more happiness and more peace for themselves. Or just um, tapping into your ultimate joy. Yes, who doesn't want more joy in their life? And what do you do? This is, you haven't asked me this question, but probably an obvious question is why spirituality? Oh, wait, uh, Jerry, um, I'm sorry, I have a question for you. Yes. Why spirituality? Funny you should ask, Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm reading my notes. Because <laughs> many of us have been told, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do well in school. And if you don't, it'll go on your permanent record. Mm-hmm. You do well in school so you can get into a good college. And you go to a good college so you can get a good career. And you get a good career so that you can have an income. And you get that income so that you can get a mortgage. And so you can land yourself a life partner. And so you can have children. And you can have the American dream. And then you'll finally be happy. I don't know about you, but the pursuit of the American dream for me resulted in me almost breaking down physically, mentally, and otherwise. It didn't lead to happiness for me. And I think a lot of us have been, it's the air we breathe. It's the water we're swimming in. This notion of what is supposed to deliver happiness. For many, you know, many of us, we don't realize we're taught how to survive. 
but we're not taught how to be happy. There's a skill set to being happy. And none of us have it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And our parents don't have it. They did the best they could do, but they don't have that either. So how does one go about creating happiness? Well, a lot of people go about it by like, what's the next fun thing I can do? What's the next pleasurable thing I can consume? Guilty. Me too. When's the last time you had a PSL from Starbucks? Oh, I'm not an asshole. (laughs) Sorry, Twyla, if you enjoy occasional PSL. Uh, For our viewer out there, it's pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) I think I'm the only chick on this planet Earth that doesn't like it. I think because it just tastes pretentious. Pretentious spice latte. It's like drinking a a fucking candle. So that old way of creating happiness, that doesn't work for everyone. And then a lot of us essentially focus on where is the next pleasurable thing going to come from and where am I going to find that? The old sod Irish bar. (laughs) I mean, whatever lever you press. But the point is this. If any of you out there have ever suffered depression, either as a clinical issue or just having been a little blue, you've had the experience of pulling that lever and realizing it doesn't do what it used to do. It doesn't make you happy anymore. Where do you turn? That feeling of being unmoored and not knowing where to go and how to what to plug into mm-hmm. for peace, for meaning, for happiness, that's what the show is about. And that's why we're having this conversation. Yes. Yes. I love it. I just read something in... Thich Nhat Hanh's book, who I love, amazing Buddhist monk, he was talking about how a man spent his whole life working to support his family, working for retirement yeah, and spending 35 years, seven days a week working in a job to work for this retirement. And then the day before he retired, he died. Oh my gosh. So that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the notion of happiness is when dot, dot, dot. But what if that day doesn't come? So how is your happiness now in this moment? Yeah. Are you deferring happiness to some future moment, which will never come? That story really resonates with me because I can tell that it's resonating with you because your communication chakra is flared up right now. Why? Thank you. I I didn't realize that flared into the visible range. It must really be bright. Why does it resonate with you? Well, I was, I had the gift of being partially raised by my grandparents and I sort of saw them go through challenges that older adults go through, you know, the loss of friends and things. My grandfather was the man in that story. He Mm. went to work, worked very hard, made a good living for his family, raised three kids. He lost two of those kids, my mother and my uncle, before their time. He worked very hard in the hope of one day enjoying retirement with his wife, my grandmother. And about a year after he retired, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And a few months after that diagnosis, she was diagnosed with metastatic cancer. And she was dead within a few months after that. So he never got to enjoy that retirement in the way that he had imagined. Now, his life went on as, you know, as it does. And I don't mean to be a huge downer here, but the point is this. Question, investigate the things that we've been told about what will bring you happiness, because it may be a lie or it may never, your life may never unfold that way. But spirituality, for whatever it is for you, is a context in which even those kind of tragic things can happen to you. It's a context in which you can experience the most tremendous joy, the most amazing and wonderful passion. And also you can suffer tremendous losses and be comforted by that context. Spirituality is a context that will always provide comfort 
and peace and meaning and fulfillment in a way that few other things can. When the, when you pull that lever and it stops working and you can't get the happiness or the joy or the momentary distraction you used to get, spirituality will be there for you. It sure was for me. I personally, you know, I dealt with depression and anxiety since I was a kid. And I suffered from that for many years, decades. Mm -hmm. Meditation and spirituality were the things that ultimately cured those conditions for me. Mm -hmm. When I was in my mid-20s, I suffered from depression as well for many years always and I've always been always been an anxious person but not I think my anxiety and depression peaked after college so once I you know oh the real world hit me I don't get to drink Smirnoff ices ices every night and play shuffleboard every day I have to like get a job and yeah move move back with my parentals I love you Twyla (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, your whole world kind of shifts and that quarter life crisis mm-hmm, and first heart breaks and yeah. you just get bitch slapped with reality. So for me, I was like, I can't live my life in this state of blue navigating and discovering my spirituality, discovering meditation. I started to find peace and it took a long time. And the help of you, Jerry, helping me with hypnotherapy. I still have my days, of course. I'm human. Yeah, Um, I do too. mm -hmm. And that's the other thing about spirituality. It doesn't mean like you're just constantly like, I'm a perfect person who's always high and joyful. (laughs) No, I think it's also recognizing that full expression of life. But Louise Hay says what spirituality means to her is, how can I wake up today and love myself unconditionally and love others the best to my ability? Mm. That simple as that of like how if um, I if I fail a math test or if I said something I regret or go through a breakup or go through a breakup, how can I still love myself today, even though I feel like crap and I feel like I'm not good enough? Right. Yeah. So how do we show up for ourselves in those times? That's what spirituality to me is all about of like, oh, it's I love you, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> Even looking at myself in the mirror and being like, hey, I still love you. You're cool. Like, it's okay to be a hot mess someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of being it's part of being a human being on planet fucking Earth. I mean, yeah, we're all going to have our days. I think when I was going through my depression, the thing was uh, why I was in it for so long was because I couldn't love myself through it. Mm. And with the help of meditation and hypnotherapy, yoga, actually like not eating McDonald's every day (laughs) and like cutting out soda. Like, oh, that too is a spiritual act to care for the body. Oh, I should maybe eat a green for once in my life. Oh, okay. (laughs) I haven't shit in two weeks. Cool. Maybe I should eat a smoothie. You heard it here, folks. Shitting is spiritual. You were obsessed with bodily functions. I, I just love this as a counterbalance to my floating off into the stratosphere with spiritual principles. Yeah. Follow me. Girls don't fart on Instagram. Thank you. Um, but and yeah. follow me, Jerry Burke, quantum coach on Instagram. Oh, wow. Well, aren't you better than me? Spiritual <laughs> egos are alive and real. Oh, we're going to talk about that, sugar. We're going to talk about that. So we've talked about who the show is for. Oh, speaking of shit, why is this... Sh- podcast called knock off your shit is it because you don't want me to talk about my shit anymore 
Is that, we can't do that? <laughs> no, you can talk about whatever you want. Yay, today it looked like a fun Lincoln Log set. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have asked me that. Why is the show called Knock Off Your Shit? If this is a show about spirituality and meditation and la 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 la, why are you, why are you using profanity in the title of your show and what does knocking off your shit have to do with it? Well, there's a couple things. Number one is that I've been working with people in some capacity or another in a helping way as a counselor, as a coach, as a, as a supporter for almost two decades. And how long is that, Sam? Twenty years. Nailed it. Good job. You heard it here, folks. Math is spiritual. I'm a mathlete. <laughs> I've worked in so many different arenas, the business world, the nonprofit world. Gladiator arenas? I've never worked in that arena. I had to get my ass kicked. Here's something that has been very clear to me is that the majority of things that cause our suffering are actually within our control. In fact, speaking strictly, suffering is entirely within our control. And most importantly, the reason I know this is not because of working with other people. It's because I've done so much perpetuating suffering to myself and participated in telling stories and affirming these false mythologies about what suffering is. What's an example of a story? When I do X, I'll be happy. Like your ex lover. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with little X sex from time to time, or at least once. But when I do this thing, then I'm going to be happy. Right. Once I have the job, then I'll be happy. Once I have the relationship of my dreams, then I'll be happy. And is that true? No. This is why spirituality. Most of us are trying to create a state or a lifestyle in which we aren't presented with challenges to our peace. And we consider that happiness. Maybe I'll eventually, I'll make enough money to move to Europe, or maybe I'll be able to, my dream was, I'm going to make a bunch of money, and then I'm going to move to the mountains and build a cabin and never speak to anyone else ever again. And that will be happiness. But that is not peace. That is not real happiness. What that is, is trying to artificially construct a way of life in which I'm never going to be challenged. Mm -hmm. And that means that as long as I'm being challenged, I can't be happy. And that's a theory of life that will never create happiness or peace for us. So if we have a story like, I'll be happy once I have blank, or I'll be happy once I am blank. I am tan for once in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Living on a, on a yacht. You're Irish. I'm Norwegian. We'll never be tan. <laughs> He's saying I'll never be happy. Why don't you meditate on it? Dream killer. <laughs> I did so much of this suffering. I perpetuated the suffering on myself as well as observed other people doing it. And it's part of the way that we live. Yeah. Suffering is attachment to a story or yes. a thought or yes. a feeling, right? Yeah. We've all heard the quote, you know, pain is part of life. Suffering is optional. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. Pain is going to happen. You know, I've broken my foot. I'm sure you've broken, you know, you had Ash. I had Oshkosh Bagosh and I broke my nose once and I had to go to a school dance with a face mask on. Oh my yeah. God. Wonder why I'm insecure. That sounds like a Brady Bunch episode. Remember where the football hits uh, Marsha? George Tropicana George was Glass. there. <laughs> I went to the dance with George Tropicana in a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Am I pretty? <laughs> Yeah, I'll be happy once I'm pretty. I'll be happy once mm -hmm. I'm... And then we go about trying to create the thing mm -hmm. so that we can have the happiness. Mm -hmm. And why spirituality? Because spirituality is the thing that will give you the happiness 
without having to fulfill this this long to do mm-hmm. list that your ego has dictated or mm-hmm. that the culture has said to you. These are the things that will yeah. bring you happiness. Yeah. So the reason it's called knock off your shit. <laughs> I never seem to answer this fucking question. You know, I kind of say knock off your shit as like an irreverent, funny way to bring attention to things that we don't normally notice, like the ways that we frame our life experience. But it's it's because I've done them all myself, and now I work with people to help them pierce those illusions for themselves so that they can also step out of that mm-hmm. and live a life on their own terms, not defined by what they were handed to from their family or what the culture has told them is they should be doing with their lives or what should be meaningful to them. It's about having the freedom and the clarity to choose for yourself the kind of life you want to have. I love how you always tell me, Jerry, when I'm working with you is get out of your trance. Yes. So I, you know, when I'm, when you knock some sense into me um, physically with the, with a wooden stick. Don't listen to her. That is not part of the thing. I'm just kidding. It's a feather. But with love and compassion, you say, Sam, like you're in a trance, you're caught in a web, a story of something that's not true and it's not serving you or helping you. And that's what's causing your suffering. So you need that wake up call to be like, oh, wow, now I'm free today. I can let that story go. That's right. But we're all in trances all the time. So you never know somebody's trance, which is why we can't take things personally, which is very hard to do. It is such a good point. This classical notion that you're walking around awake and then you go to see the hypnotist and the hypnotist puts you under and then you're in a trance and they do something to your brain and then they wake you up is nonsense. We're all in trances all the time. You have a sleeping trance. You have a waking up from sleep trance. (laughs) You have a making the coffee trance. You have a feeding the dog trance. (laughs) You have a driving to work trance. Asshole. Fuck you. I'm spiritual, fucker. (laughs) Priuses. Coexist, my ass. And then... Um, you have a being at work trance. You have a you have an eating day or dinner trance. These are all trances. Has anybody out there in podcast land gone to the movies and seen like a superhero movie? Mm-hmm. What happens? You go to a superhero movie. You know it's fake. You know it's a story on a screen. But mm-hmm. what happens to your body during the exciting parts? Like when you see Chris Hemsworth like shirtless, you're like, yeah, you're. I'm like slipping out of the chair. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a different kind of. Oh. muscular tension than what I was. And I'm keegling right now, this whole podcast <laughs> and release. Okay. But yeah, you're watching the movie. This is proof. You go to, you're wide awake. You go to a movie theater, you watch a superhero movie. And then what happens when the really exciting stuff happens? What happens to your body or muscles? Yeah. They, they get they tense. They tense up. You know, you're awake. You mm-hmm. know that it's, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So you Mm -hmm. tense up. You are in a trance while you're wide awake and your body is responding to what's happening on the screen Mm -hmm. like it's real. Mm -hmm. And that's not just happening in the movie theater. It's happening all the time. So knock off your shit is about, hey, if you're contributing to your own suffering, here's a compassionate mirror for you to see that and hand up so that you can get out of that trance, so -hmm. that you can stop contributing to your own suffering because life in the world will 
give you plenty of opportunities to suffer. Why help them along? And what is knock off your shit about? It's about recognizing when we're doing that and saying, hey, with love and compassion for myself and others, knock off your shit. Stop mm -hmm. doing this to yourself. I choose to respond differently. Yes. Yeah, finding a new way to respond. Mm -hmm. I, I started writing a series of blog posts on my website about this, and I realized that um, that nobody reads my blog. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I realized that, <laughs> I realized that um, these these obstacles that we put in front of ourselves in life, you know, it's wonderful to write a blog post about it, but we need to have a wider, ongoing conversation about them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to hear that everybody's going through this. So yeah, we, we wanted to have an ongoing conversation that was more engaging, more honest and authentic, and was capable of doing more sharing and more connection on the subject than you could get from reading a blog post. And then the last thing I want to say is this. It's called knock off your shit for two reasons. The first is identifying the ways that we contribute to our own suffering. Mm -hmm. And the second is having been in the healing and new age and spiritual communities for 20 plus years. There's some serious bullshit going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean there's something wrong with people pursuing their own growth. There are a lot of trappings of spirituality and there's a lot of people wrapping themselves in the identity and cloak of spirituality while not actually living that way. Speaking of, didn't somebody go up to you and say, you can't be spiritual because you're not wearing a cloak? Yes. I was in a plane from San Diego to Denver to visit my best friend. And I sat next to this one it was Southwest. So we all self-sorted. And I was in the middle seat because I was late because spiritual people can be late sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> Super spiritual right now. And uh, I sit down in the middle and I, you know, I sit next to this lady and we strike up a conversation and she's wearing very colorful flowing garb and she had a crystal and another pendant around her neck and kind of the, um, there's a meme that I'll, I'll post with this episode, like the overly friendly white lady at farmer's market. <laughs> and it's like the starter kit with the tie dye flowing, you know, robes and all this kind of stuff. We were having a chat and I was telling her I was going to see my best friend and I was just dressed plainly, I, you know, black t-shirt and jeans and flip-flops. And she was going to visit her children. And she was nervous about the trip because they were, this was a Saturday flight and she was supposed to go to church with them the next morning. And she was nervous about it. I said, why are you nervous about it? She said, well, <laughs> I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And I don't believe in any of the things they're going to talk about in church. And my, my son and his family are very religious. And so of course I don't fit in with that. And I thought, oh, that's that's kind of funny, but I just said, oh, well, I understand I'm spiritual too. And she kind of did like a double take. And she was like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. You don't look spiritual. <laughs> oh my God. And that's when you want to go knock off your yes. shit. Yeah. Spirituality is not a way to dress Yeah, or a way to, a thing to wear or a thing to tell people that you are. Mm-hmm. Because I have a dark sense of humor and I'm irreverent or, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit awkward. I, I can't be spiritual. I mean, that's the other part of knock off your shit is like, mm -hmm. here are some loving critiques of the community that I consider myself a part of to sort of say, hey, guys, let's knock off our shit here. Like mm -hmm. maybe we're so wrapped up in our spiritual bullshit that we've forgotten to see some of the simpler things in life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answer to, to life's problems are actually really simple. 
And on that note, Sam and I as actors, well, Sam is an actor. I'm more of a hacker. Um, Stop saying that. <laughs> or a friend of mine says schmacter. Um, so we're both actors and writers and creative uh, nerds. And we have prepared a sketch for you to introduce the theme of this episode, the theme of the month. So please enjoy the sketch and we'll chat about it afterwards. Bye-bye. Cheerios. Why doesn't Half Foods sell just fucking Cheerios? Oh. Oh, hey, Karen, right? We met at Carla's party last month. How are you? I'm sorry, Joe. I don't believe we've met. My name's Moonshadow now. Oh, right. Sorry. I mean, you look so much like a friend of my friend. Her, her name's Karen. I met her at a networking party last month. Wait, I'm sure you're her. If you're not her, how did you know my name? I've been known by so many names, Jeb. I'm such an old soul, you see. But please, call me Moonshadow. Okay, uh, why Moonshadow? Well, you see, John, I've just returned from a wonderful spiritual retreat, and I've chosen Moonshadow to express my true essence. Right. Uh, good for you. That, that sounds great. <laughs> James, please. I could never explain it to a mere mortal. <laughs> You'd never understand. <laughs> right. So, uh, have you been? Oh, I'm simply amazing, Jack. I've just been basking in the glow of the divine oneness, and I've never been more connected to spirit. In fact, I'm getting something. I can sense your energy, and oh my... Your chakras could use a good cleaning. Here, let me get out my crystal wand, Jim. It's Joe, but yes, I am a little distracted, I guess. Don't tell me. It's a soulmate, isn't it? I can sense it. Uh, not really. It's more... Of course, it's a problem with your health. Something in your root chakra area. Your scrotum. Yes, your scrotum. I can see it now with my third eye. It's your scrotum. It's speaking to me, Jimothy. No, actually, it's... Uh, hey, hey, can you not poke my man bits with that thing? It's necessary to transfer the angelic healing energy to your scrotum. I'm up for a promotion at work, and I just don't know what to do about it. Please stop poking my sack with that crystal thing. It's just job stress. Yes, jobs. I know humans are very concerned with such things. I'm spiritual, of course, so I have no need of human jobs. I magically generate income as an entrepreneurial priestess. Uh, don't you, like, sell doTERRA or whatever? <laughs> or whatever. So are you feeling apprehensive about work? Have you tried rubbing a quartz crystal on your solar plexus? Uh, where is that exactly? No, I haven't tried that. <gasps> you should do a sweat lodge. I've evolved beyond the need for them, but they're wonderful for expelling fear and negative entities. You reek of fear, Jedediah. It's Joe. How would I even find a sweat travel lodge? <gasps> Wait. Spirit is telling me what you need, Josephus. I'm a certified master Ruatha practitioner. You need three sessions. It's $10,000, but so worth it. $10,000? Wait a minute. What is Ruatha? Is that like Reiki? Oh, no, Jazz. It's so much more powerful than Reiki. It was channeled by an ascended master. The teachings of Ruatha were laid down in a secret cosmic language, which not even I know. At least not until I reach level 71. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, great. L listen, Moonshine, I gotta go. Moonshadow. My truest essence. Remember that, Jeremiah. Right. Great running into you. Blessings be upon you, little spirit. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hey, uh, you work here, right? Do you guys just sell Cheerios? 
No, we have organic, gluten-free, fair trade flaxios. And and by the way, I heard that whole conversation. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, right? Nah, she means well, but have you tried just telling your boss that you want a promotion? Oh, uh, no, that, that's, that's a good idea. I should do that. Enjoy the flaxios. Thanks. Shit, I need a drink. What? What beer pairs with Flaxios? Aisle nine, next to the scroat crystals. So this is obviously you're like a really satirical and exaggerated take on, on an issue we were just talking about. But what is the theme of this episode? What is the theme of this month, Sam? Would you care to share it with our dear listener? Give me an A. A, you got your A, you got your A. Give me a C, C. You got your C, you got your C. Give me a T. Here's a T. Here's an I. Here's an O. Oh, here is an N. What's that spell? Action. That was amazing. You just improv that? Yeah. I'm a schmactor. <laughs> no, but anyway, that... uh, I don't know if you know, you even heard that, but it's action. This is actually what that was. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because I was, I was <laughs> kind like, of, what the hell is she doing? I was losing, I was getting in, entranced by her body movements. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, the theme of this episode is action. Because even though this is a show about spirituality, sometimes it's the simple thing that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Here's a poor guy who's like confronted with a very common life issue. And he meets a spiritual friend, just like the lady on the plane. And she's like, have you tried this wonderful Sedona sword? We call that snake on a plane. <laughs> right? I mean, like, we've all met that lady, haven't mm-hmm. we? Especially like, on Southwest. Oh, yeah, especially in Southwest. But yeah, like, sometimes the answer is very simple, and it's not mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm. And this is this is why it's about practical spirituality. Spirituality should enrich our real life. Mm-hmm. It's not an escape from it. It's not a thing by which we judge the world that we live in. It's a thing that should enrich that for us and make it better. Mm. So Mm. yes, meditate. Yes, do your vision boards. I own three of them. Yes, sit with crystals. Yes, do all these things. Sniff your essential oil, whatever whatever turns you on. Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Do Bradley Cooper if that turns you on. But most important is like, don't forget to live a real life. Mm -hmm. Take action in the direction of the things you want. This is something about spiritual people, people that do identify as spiritual, and I'm one of them. We sometimes get lost in the thought and the feeling and the visions Mm -hmm. and the dreaming of what will one, one day be. And we never actually take the action that activates all the energy that supports that vision. So we've got to take action in the direction of the things we want. And sometimes it's very simple to do. And you don't have to put on a frigging crystal. Yeah, it could be like make a phone call. Right. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, who's also not listening, uh, Delia. What's a Delia with that? (laughs) We were having a conversation about a little drama I was in with a friend who was upset that I hadn't called. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, if you're not right in front of me, I'm terrible about maintaining a relationship. And I do think about the people and I love them, but I'm also just not good at prioritizing my, my attention sometimes. And, um, are you sure that's true? Is that no, a story you've made that up? That is a story I've made up. Thank you. Knock off your shit, buzzer. Knock off your shit. Oh, wait. And did you say sorry? 
I did. Put a dollar in the jar and knock off your shit because you've always been a very consistent friend who checks, who checks up on me. You text me, you say, how are you, sweetheart? So you need to knock off your shit and stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time we've used the knock off your shit buzzer sound. No, that's, that's very kind of you, but also move out of state and see how that goes for you. You're telling me to move? No, I'm saying like, if you're not in front of me, then I'm not, I'm not. It's harder to maintain like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you don't love your friends if you're not. No, but it's a, it's an area of growth for me that I'm not as good at like providing that energy and attention to folks that I don't see all the time. And so I was having a discussion with Delia about this and my, this friend was frustrated with me for not calling her more. And Delia said very wisely, she goes, you know, I never really got this. If I want to talk to somebody I don't spend a lot of time going to my other friends, asking them and telling them the story about why Jerry hasn't called. Mm -hmm. I don't get into the drama of it and I don't wonder and anguish over it. You know what I do? I pick up the phone (laughs) and I call him. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what you do. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ways that we can each knock off our shit is like, am I investing in the drama of the Mm -hmm. problem or am I investing my energy into a solution? That's a huge thing for me. I find myself often investing in the drama and not actually putting my energy and focus into a solution. So if you want a promotion, baby, tell your boss. You might actually have to do a PowerPoint, but Mm. leave the crystals at your puja. (laughs) leave the crystals at your altar and tell your boss you want the freaking job. Yes. Okay. So, um, Chardonnay morning, we, uh, we've received a lot of listener mail, uh, correction. We've received no listener mail about the Joan Rivers Bible dip. So tell me about the Joan Rivers Bible dip, Jer. If you haven't heard of what a Bible dip is, here's how it works. This is something that my great grandmother used to do. If you have a question or there's any kind of thing or issue troubling you in life, she would pick up the family Bible, she'd hold it in her hand, she would think of the question, and then she would open to a random page with her eyes closed, put her finger on a Bible passage, and to her, that was God speaking to her and giving her the answer to her question. Now, we don't have a Bible right now. We don't have a Bible right now, but in the interest of proving the point that anything and everything can be practical in spirituality and that anything and everything can be spiritual, we are going to do a Bible dip with the Joan Rivers autobiography. I hate everybody. What is it called? I hate everyone starting with me. So let's think of something that we might want guidance on or a question we, that we might have that is bothering us. Um, how about... What do I do when I'm feeling anxious or down? Perfect. Okay. And I have the book in my hand. I'm not used to turning book pages. I'm used to my Kindle. I'm used to my Kindle too, Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here it goes. Closing my eyes, hitting a spot. (laughs) I love this woman. This says, I hate Deepak Chopra. (laughs) Perfect. He's written the same fucking book 35 times, and these dopes who buy them still can't find their inner serenity. Want some peace and quiet? Save your money on Deepak's books and slip your kids a couple of Xanax and put them in a closet. (laughs) So I guess... I need to go get some Xanax. Mama needs some Xanax. I'll loan you some of mine. That's frigging hysterical. Here we are talking about the BS in the spiritual community, and we land on a Deepak Chopra quote. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> totally unplanned. <laughs> I happen to love Deepak. Me too. Right. I'm in his med- 21 day meditation thing. You'll love it. Oh my God. I saw stars. Really? And he created this new word called synchro destiny. That's going to be the name of my firstborn. <laughs> synchro destiny, time for dinner. Is it going to be synchro destiny the first name or is it going to be synchro first name, destiny, middle name? And then last name, scrote crystals. <laughs> synchro destiny, scrote crystals will be the full name. That, that flows right off the tongue. Um, but yeah, I love Deepak too. I really do too. And, and listen, <laughs> just because you make fun of something lovingly doesn't mean that it's not of great value and that you don't love That's it. That's what I say to myself about my childhood. <laughs> Those bowl cuts are no lie. <laughs> but it's, I it's, was a good looking boy. Yes. Yes, you were. Now you're a very pretty girl. You're a very, very pretty girl. <laughs> oh, nasty. She's gargling with the hard kombucha. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is a great quote because number one, if you're feeling down or feeling low and you have the story I'll feel at peace once I blank. Then you're going to spend all your time and energy trying to figure out the right thing, the right tool to use, the right. Mm -hmm. Get up and go outside and walk outside and breathe deeply. Mm -hmm. Do something simple. Take action. People are so shocked when they come into my office and they tell me what they're dealing with and they want some PhD level applied neuroscience tool. And I'm like, have you tried walking in nature a couple times a week? Yeah. It's like, it can be really simple things could be a simple thing of like, don't drink a bottle of wine every night. That's personal story of like, oh, how much, <laughs> how much <laughs> is it something attributed to, oh, I drank too much alcohol or I don't, I haven't had enough like salads or, or I haven't slept or I'm mm-hmm. you know stressed out in some other area of my life. Where it could be the action of like, go to Sprouts, get some ginkgo biloba (laughs) or you know activated charcoal and like (laughs) (laughs) feel it activating you know it could be that action of a simple solution versus like i'm gonna i'm gonna breathe through this find the root and i'm gonna draw a a card for my angel deck then i have to do a special workshop in in a couple weeks and then i have to it's like drink some magnesium and shut up right even though i do love angel card decks absolutely and all those things have their place (laughs) Even though it's it's very funny, Joan makes a point. She goes, you know, all these dopes that read his books and he still can't seem to get their S together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just said S instead of shit. The words in our- Knock off your S. Knock off your S. It just doesn't have the same punch. But this is another thing that we'll be talking about in the next episode about spirituality and some of the p- common pitfalls that we can see with people that are really invested and dedicate themselves to, to self-development and growth. But uh, yeah, you can make anything spiritual. It doesn't have to be a holy Bible. It doesn't have to be an angel card deck. It can be anything at all. Pick up any random book. You know, I'll tune my awareness. If I need an answer to a question, I'll say, universe, Mm -hmm. I really need clarity on the following issue. Please give me a clear sign of what I should do. And I'll turn on the radio and I'll hear a snatch of a song lyric and I'll go, huh. I'll see a picture on a billboard or somebody will say mm-hmm. something to me randomly and I'll go, mm-hmm. huh. Mm-hmm. Now, is that- and names as well. I see people's names on, yeah. on tree, trees, And then you call benches. them up or you, yes. yeah, you reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Now, is it the universe speaking to you and giving you that answer? I don't know. And here's the honest truth. It doesn't fucking matter. Did it get you to think about the issue in a new way? And did it help you jog your creativity? Yeah, then that's great. You've just made it useful. And something that you've taught me, Jerry, is if you choose to believe it, what's the worst that could happen, right? Right. So I choose to believe that 
I am getting signs and that I am living in this synchro destiny because it brings me joy right, and and peace and clarity. All of this spirituality or whatever you want to call it, whatever frame you have for your growth, for your happiness, for your joy, it's individual and you should discover it for yourself. You should try different things and be playful with it. Being playful with it. People can get so sacred and uptight about these things. Be easy with it. Don't take life so seriously. Now, I don't know if I'm right to say that, but I know that life is much more joyful and peaceful when I do. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. What matters is, does it work for you? Is it useful for you? Mm -hmm. Can I just tell one more story before I forget? Sure. We were talking about being joyful and having fun with spirituality. I was raised Catholic. and So you're what we refer to as a fallen Catholic. (laughs) Yes. And I'm feeling guilty just talking about this right now. That's a good girl. And, uh, you know, my siblings, we all went through CCD classes and confirmation, and there were many wonderful things about growing up Catholic. However, what I never resonated with was that I couldn't laugh. <laughs> during- well, you've certainly solved that problem. <laughs> And even when we were still going to Catholic mass at like age, my sisters and I were like, and my brother, we were all like in our twenties and thirties. My dad still had to sit in between us during mass because you guys are grown damn adults and I have to sit in between you because you're laughing. (laughs) Right. But I'm thinking to myself, what's wrong with that? There's so many freaking funny things. No, Sam, God is supposed to be serious. It's serious business. There's so many funny things happening in in mass. I'm sorry. We can't have fun while we're communing with spirit. Somebody's going around sprinkling water on us and it's getting in my eyeball. That's funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sacrilege. How dare you? So I began to realize this just wasn't right for me. And that's okay if it's still right for somebody else. And also, you know, they fired our choir director for being gay. And I didn't find that to be right. Mm. Um, That who am I to say that person's not welcome just because of what, who he's married to or what, what doesn't make sense to me. It did not make sense in my brain. Right. So, um, for me, there was freedom and realizing I have a choice to leave this and, um, and find your own way and find my own way and realize that that's not what spirituality should be. No, it should be, you know, unconditional love, loving everyone. Right. Right. And also acknowledging, hey, I have, there are some things I want to change in the world. There are some things that I want to grow. There are some things that I like to be different. But that doesn't that doesn't remove your ability and capacity to have compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, there's not every. I don't love everyone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's some assholes <laughs> out there. Theory. Let's be. Let's be. I do no, in theory, I, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but that, I think that's the word compassion for all. Yeah. Right. You can love an asshole. That's, it's a spiritual act to do that. You can be an asshole and be spiritual. I know I've been doing it for 42 years. (laughs) And I know that you hate this because I know you're a girl. You're a pretty girl. And I know you hate Star Wars and all that stuff. What? I love Star Wars. What? I just don't know like all the freaking characters. I was just playing Star Wars with my nephew today. He was Boba Fett and I was- Oh, that's cute. I was C-3PO. Okay. Yes. Sam 3PO. Yeah. So you're wrong. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you. 
We are wrong, Buzzer. One of the things I love about Star Wars, and I always, this is always my favorite scene when I was a kid and I didn't know why, and now I totally get why. I think it's Empire Strikes Back where Luke goes to find Master Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. He finds him in the Dagobah system, mm-hmm. and he's living on this swamp planet that's yep. dark and I it's caves. Hello, Master Luke. Yes, he finds Yoda and he thinks there's no way this could be the great and vaunted Master Yoda because he's like, he's a pain in the ass. He's cantankerous. Mm -hmm. He's like Mm -hmm. eating his Slim Jims and just (laughs) generally being annoying. And I love that because here's the most spiritually evolved being Mm -hmm. in this galaxy and he's playful and goofy and, you know, awkward and, you know, obnoxious. And that just really spoke to me. And it Mm -hmm. still does. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. None of that. That's all nonsense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can be an asshole and be spiritual. You can be a douchebag and be spiritual. You might be sprayed by douche off. (laughs) Are you connected to what's important? Are you connected to meaning? Are you, do you have the sense that there's a potential within you to grow into something more than you are today? Mm -hmm. Do you have the sense that you're not alone in doing that? Mm -hmm. You can be spiritual and it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you believe or what you don't. It doesn't matter what your personality type is or any, none of that stuff. It's about connecting to what's meaningful to you. Let's talk about books. Ah, uh, yes. The last book I read was Horton Here's a Who by Dr. Seuss. It was an incredible, incredible novel. Um, Don't judge me! <laughs> but we are having a knockoff your shit book club. Yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Sea driver car. Tell me more. Tell me more. She teaches improv, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Not at 10 at night, I don't. <laughs> last flicker before the flame goes out. <laughs> well, then we better speed things up and move things along. So knock off your shit book club. Here, here's the notion. It's entirely optional, Twyla. You don't have to read the book. You know, this is something I do with my clients. It's one of my favorite parts of the work is like, before I sit down and work with a client, we talk about what they're dealing with. And if they're dealing with an issue of relationship, I give them resources. I give them books or essays to read. Or eHarmony passwords. Or my eHarmony password. But something useful in the area they're dealing with. So we thought it'd be fun to do it with with our dear listener, Twyla, again. So you can read the book over the... You don't have to read it at all, Twyla. But if you decide to, you read it at your own pace. And then we'll just do a brief discussion of it on the next episode. But uh, it'll be a book that is related to spirituality or growth in some way that we think you'll have a great affinity for and find value. So... What's the book, Jerry? This month's book is... Loving What Is by Byron Katie. It's one of the things that I return to in my life over and over and over. And I assign it to almost every one of my clients that does my program because it is so universally applicable and powerful. Now, I'm going to make a recommendation here. I'm going to say don't read the book. Get the audiobook from audible.com and listen to it because Byron Katie does this process, a very simple process for entirely eliminating stress. There's nothing that could occur for you that this process wouldn't help you with. And it's called the work. And it's very, very simple and powerful. And if you listen to the audiobook, you get to hear Katie doing the work with people on stage. Mm-hmm. It's so much more powerful than reading it. It's an individual choice, of course, but man, that audiobook is just 
I've read it. It's amazing. And by read it, I'm, I listened to it. Yeah. It saved my life at a very pivotal point in my life. I'm fond of telling clients, if you read this book and really apply it, you'll put me out of a job. And I mean <laughs> it. I mean, it's that good. It's that powerful. This book, if you really take this practice on and you really incorporate it into your life, man, it, any bit of suffering can be undone with this process. It's really that powerful. Is that true? I don't know. Can you absolutely know that that's true? That's an inside joke because inside. we've read the book. <laughs> find out. It's really <laughs> funny. After you read the book, come back and listen to this chaos and then you'll laugh and you'll get the joke. It'll be really a lot more And then fun. you'll be on our club, our little pirate Katie club. you'll be part club. of our secret pirate Katie club. Um, oh God. Now, what if you don't read books good? <laughs> what if you like watching movies more? If you like watching movies more, and hey, I'm a, I have a master's in film, so I get that. Oh, oh flaunting <laughs> your master's. Wait a just- <laughs> <laughs> what do you call that? Uh, serve, set, spike. That's a volleyball reference. No, it would be serve, set, strike. Wouldn't, isn't that a film thing? Strike the set. Like, <laughs> fine. Yes, and me, or don't. <laughs> yes. So we also have a knock off your shit movie club. We do. And Sam, tell me more. What is the movie for this month? I don't know. I've never watched it. <laughs> well, then you're going to be watching it with our dear listener, Twilight again, aren't you? <gasps> Mama, let's get Orville Red and Parker popcorn and watch Peaceful Warrior. This episode Wait. is not brought to you by Orville Redenbacher or Associated Companies. Oh, yeah. Oops. Uh, so the movie's called Peaceful Warrior. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. Uh, the trailer looks great. Yeah, this is a great movie to start with because regardless of where you at, where you are, where at, you at, regardless, <laughs> regardless of where too many hard kombuchas, regardless Dude, of that where beard is just too thick. It's, it's like pulling your upper lip down. My beard is literally getting caught in the pop filter. I'm like, <laughs> does your beard have a name? Chrissy, you don't remember Chrissy? Yeah, you yeah. Were there. I thought I was your beard. <laughs> no. You'll never be a beard. So tell us about Peaceful Warrior. Peaceful Warrior is a film adaptation of a book that is probably almost 40 years old now. It's the first, one of the first books I ever read in my own spiritual journey. And I read it with my best friend at the time. And it really kind of sparked. You guys read it together? Like popcorn read it? No, like he was in the Navy and he read it and oh, I read it. And then we could talk about cute. it. Cute, So cute. It's really cute. Yeah. I'm sorry, Carrie. It was one of the first books that I picked up when I was looking for my own answers and I wanted to know what the spirituality thing was about. And a lot of people look at it as a beginner book, but it is a wonderful introduction and it's it's a great exploration of what's most basic and simple and important about spirituality. And the, the film is really the story of the author who's this young, cocky guy and he goes through a breakdown in life. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, it's, it's great because it's about spirituality, but it's entertaining. There's a really powerful story in it, and it's a lot of fun. Nick Nolte gives a great performance. and I- <laughs> Yeah, he does a lot of that mumble talk when he does. So much spit in his mouth, you can barely understand a word he says. Um, but it's a great, it's it's a great fun little jaunt into what spirituality can be. And it doesn't have to be woo-woo or new agey. It can just be about getting your life back on track after a rough period. And I think you really enjoy it. And Sam has not seen the film. So she's going to be watching it with you. And we're also going to discuss the film on the next episode. I'm sorry. I'm looking for a Nick Nolte quote in the Joan Rivers book <laughs> that I saw earlier. <laughs> Just ask the universe to show you the Nick Nolte page. 
damn it, it's just too good. If you're spiritual enough, the answers will come. Use the law of attraction. Use the secret. So Sam, we're about to wrap up this episode. I think this has been pretty good for our first inaugural episode. Wrap up. We don't even need to have theme music anymore. You can just do the music every time. You are an amazing beatboxer. I have little lips. I'm a little, little lippy. Sam, (laughs) (laughs) so before we bring this episode to a close, uh, we want to thank our dear listener, Twyla again. Thank you, Twyla. We want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Dushoff. Thanks, Dushoff. Collect them all. And also, we want to thank Joan Rivers, the spirit of Joan Rivers. Yes, Joan Joan Rivers. Uh, Nick Nolte, for sure. Nick Nolte. Deepak. Deepak. Uh, Baristas that sell PSLs. PSLs. And also, Jerry, I have a question. Actually, I have a couple questions. Okay. Um, what if somebody like wants to tell their friend about us or like tell their sweet? Hold up. I need more vocal fry. I'm not really understanding you. Are you being serious? Do you need, do I need to be louder? No. Do you know what vocal fry is? What's fry? Oh my God. You've never heard of vocal fry? Sorry. I didn't get a master's in fucking film. Okay. (laughs) Vocal fry. Oh my God. I can't believe we're, we're we're getting the best part of the show and it's the end of the episode. Vocal fry is this thing that especially like female uh, reality show stars do. It's like baby talk, but for adult women. I mean, it's not just That's women. what I meant to do. No, you're doing like, I can't even close my mouth. That's different than vocal fry. <laughs> vocal fry is like... Jerry, stop! But it's got to be like cracky like this. Like that. Yeah. Like that. Don't tell me how to talk. That's better. That's more like real vocal fry. Jerry, can you wash the dishes? I can't believe I just gave you another thing to be annoying about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what do people do if they want to tell their friend about the show? And please, please do tell your friend. Okay, you interrupted me, okay? Because (laughs) with your your little fry fry bit, okay? Listen. I have a master's in vocal fry. (laughs) Okay, listen to me. What if somebody wants to not only tell their friend, but at like tell their sweet gram gram or, um, you Don't know. Don't tell your sweet gram gram about the show. Oh, why? Your grandma cusses. How dare you? How dare you, madam? Well, she's filthy. I've seen the videos. If you go to bed with them, you're a whore. <laughs> Charlotte, I love her. I want to be friends with her. That's the slut. That's my 86-year-old grandmother making fun of my sister at Christmas. Your 86-year-old gram-gram. Now, what do our listeners do if they want to tell somebody about this? Maybe they've been, like, changed by us. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that with a straight face. If you are, please write a testimonial. Go to my website. Quantumtransformation.coach. Quantum with a Q-U, not quantum with a C or a K. Quantumtransformation.coach. Click on the link that says podcast, and you'll be brought to the page for this month's episode, which has the book of the month, the movie of the month, a link to the episode, which you can send to your dear, dear Grams. You, you son of a bitch, take that smirk off your face because it ain't going to do you any good either. And a form for you to fill out if you have any questions you'd like addressed on the show. Why does my sweat smell like mayonnaise right now? If there's anything you'd like a deeper dive on, if you just want to have a discussion, if you want to even come on the show, if you're one of our friends... Twyla, and you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you. So reach out to us. Tell us what you think. 
Tell us how we can make improvements or address things that you'd like to hear about. Why does my sweat smell like mayonnaise? That is a pressing issue. That might be a question for your doctor, but I'll give it a shot. You know, this is our first episode and we're kind of stumbling through, but we really would like to engage with you because you are part of our spiritual community and hear what are the things that are important to you. With that said, the next episode is about drum roll, please. Not a horn roll, drum roll. Relationships. Yes. Or relationships is what we all (laughs) tend to think about them. We're going to be talking about relationships. Yes. The good and the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. So we will have a book on that theme and a film on that theme. And we'll have a lot of great discussion about relationship. But this show's only an hour, right? So we got to, we'll talk quickly. Oh, we want to hear what you're going to be for Halloween. I'm going to be a bad night. A bad night. Speaking of relationships. Ooh, I like so that. So many bad nights. I like that. I can't wait to see what the costume looks like. So folks, we're going to post pictures of Sam's costume on the show page next month after after Halloween. It's it's a recommendation from my nephew. I think he means night like K-N-I-G-H-T, Knigget, but, um, but no. Nope. He has no idea what he's in for, does he? What are you going to be, Jer? Um... I'm going to be a nudist on strike. I have no idea. I don't have a costume idea yet. I'll probably throw throw some bargain basement, big lots bullshit together at the very last minute like I do every year. No idea. Maybe it'll be a good night. Aww. Boring. I don't even know what that is. Is that even possible? Well, we got dark. <laughs> but happiness is now. It's time to end the show. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next month. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your patience. Stick around for the guided meditation at the end of the exit music. Give me about 20 minutes of your time, and we'll have you in a nice, relaxed, peaceful, and calm state with a guided meditation by yours truly. All right. So I'd like to begin by making sure that you're in a safe, comfortable place. Please do not listen to this recording while or before driving, operating heavy machinery, or doing anything that requires your full alertness. So I'm going to give you just a moment to find a comfortable place to sit, recline, or lie down. Now it's very likely if you lie down that you will fall asleep either during or after listening to this meditation. So please plan accordingly. I'll give you just a moment to find the perfect environment for you, and we'll be back in just a moment. Okay. So when you're nice and comfortable, I'd like you to begin by giving yourself permission to relax. You might even simply repeat, I give myself permission to relax now. I give myself permission to relax now. Inside your head, just affirming for every level of your mind and body that it's okay for you to relax. And when you're ready, 
you can affirm that relaxation by allowing your eyelids to close if they aren't already closed. Allowing them to gently close as you bring your attention to your breath. And just allow your breath to flow naturally in through your nose and fall out through your mouth. In through the nose and out through the mouth. Trust your body's internal wisdom to find the perfect breathing depth, which is not too shallow and not so deep that you're having to struggle. Just nice, relaxed breaths, and allowing your body to find that depth for you naturally and effortlessly. And when you've found the perfect breathing depth, trust your body again. Trust that internal wisdom to help you find the perfect breathing rhythm and cadence, which is effortless and relaxing. Not too fast and not too slow. Trusting the internal wisdom of your body and your cells and your DNA to know the right breathing rhythm which will allow you to relax even more than you have already relaxed. And when you have found the perfect relaxing breathing depth and the perfect relaxing breathing rhythm, I would like you to imagine that your breath is a fine white mist and it can be a cooling white mist or a warming white mist and as you breathe in it flows in through the nose washes the brain and falls down your spine like a waterfall into the center of your being and as you exhale, it circulates and flows upward, effortlessly and easily, falling out of your mouth as you exhale. And just spend some time imagining that fine white mist flowing in through the nose, washing the brain, washing and restoring the brain as you inhale, and falling down the spine like a waterfall into the very center of your being before it rises and flows effortlessly out of your mouth, filling the space around you with that fine white mist. And as the breath, that fine white mist continues to flow effortlessly and easily you find yourself getting more and more relaxed with every breath and every beat of your heart. Breathe in calm, breathe out tension. Breathe in calm, breathe out tension. Breathe in peace. 
breathe out tension. And I'd like you to imagine now that in the center of your being, in that place where the breath pools, there is a vase filled with water and sand. And the vase can be any color, shape, and material that you wish. And inside the vase is water and sand mixing together, swirling about. And as you breathe, that fine white mist washes the brain, flows down the spine like a waterfall, and pours onto the surface of the water in the vase, in the very center of your being. And as that fine white mist flows and pours onto the surface of the water in the vase, and the water and the sand swirl about, your breath, that fine white mist, pours onto the surface of the water in the vase, and it exerts the most gentle encouragement on the water and the sand to come to rest. And you notice now that the sand is your emotions. The sand is your feelings. Allow the sand to drift to the bottom of the vase. Allow the sand to filter out of the swirling water and come to rest on the bottom of the vase, forming a discreet, calm, ordered layer on the bottom of the vase. The sand is your emotions. Calm the sand with your breath and every beat of your heart. Allow the sand to drift to the bottom of the vase. And as you continue to breathe and that fine white mist flows in through the nose, washes the brain and falls down the spine like a waterfall, you realize that the water is your mind. The water is your mind. Calm the water with your breath and every beat of your heart. Allow that fine white mist to push so gently, so sweetly on the water in the vase. Allow your breath, that fine white mist, to exert the sweetest encouragements, the most subtle and soft coaxing on the water in the vase, allowing the water to begin to come to rest, to begin to return to stillness. The water is your mind. The water is your mind. Calm the water with your breath and every beat of your heart until the water and the sand are still. 
until that fine white mist, your breath, pours onto the surface of the water in the vase, like fog rolling onto an alpine lake at sunset. A beautiful, peaceful, and secluded place which is just for you. A place where you feel calm, centered, and peaceful. A place deep inside of you. A place of total comfort, total ease, total rest. And you may wish to spend some time strolling along the edge of the lake, admiring the reflection of the beautiful sunset sky on those pure, clean waters. And perhaps you skip stones along the surface of the water, or perhaps you admire the reflection of stars winking into existence as the beautiful sunset sky begins to darken. And perhaps you look up at that sky and notice the incredible wash of beautiful, restful colors, brilliant golden yellows, vibrant orange, deep scarlet red, wonderful royal purple, and midnight blue at the edge of the fading light, in the place where the stars are emerging. And take all the time you wish to admire the natural beauty of this place, to soak up the peace, the centeredness, the calm, and the secluded comfort of this wonderful place within you. Perhaps you walk around the shore of the lake, admiring the natural beauty and stillness of this comfortable and safe place. Or perhaps you lay down on the sandy shores of that lake and look up at the sky, admiring the wonder of nature, the wonder of peace and comfort that exist within you. And as you celebrate the natural beauty and calm of this magical, wonderful place, you realize that the source of these pure, clean waters is the very wellspring of peace and well-being that exists within you, and always has, and always will. And you realize that these waters are the purest, cleanest waters in all of creation, and they exist purely for you. And when you are ready to fully embrace a deep source of peace and calm within you, Reach down and raise that pure, clean water to your lips and drink deeply 
of the peace and calm that is the very center of your being, that is the very essence of who and what you are, and taste the pure clarity and joy that is the purest expression of your essence. Knowing that this water nurtures and nourishes and sustains you through any and all life circumstances, allowing that cool, refreshing and pure water to flow down to the deepest part of you, nourishing and restoring every muscle, every bone, every fiber, every organ, every cell, and every molecule within you, nourished and restored and refreshed by that eternal source of well-being and peace that exists within you and always has and always will. And I invite you now to spend some time on the shores of the lake, celebrating this wonderful peace and comfort. And you may now take your time exploring the lake shore, or perhaps strolling among the beautiful trees that surround that lake or perhaps swimming in the comfortable waters of your own well-being and peace, taking all the time you need now to enjoy and relax in any way that is most appropriate and healing for you. And I'll be silent while you enjoy this experience for yourself on your own terms because you can and do create peace and well-being at any time and in any place that you require it. return to normal awareness, when you are ready to emerge back into waking life, then and only then will you begin to wiggle fingers and toes, becoming more and more aware of the space around you and the surface upon which you are resting. Then and only then will soft eyes begin to let in just a little more light, reminding you of the world around you, 
reminding you that this peace is available to you always, at any moment, and in any situation. And you may return to this level of restfulness and centeredness by remembering the water and the vase and your breath, that fine, refreshing white mist. And in a moment, you will hear me count upward from one to five. And every number that you hear will cause you to feel a little more alert, a little more awake, feeling better and better with each number. And we begin with one, because this is just the first step on your journey of peace and empowerment, the first of many we can take. Feeling more alert and awake at two, feeling better and better at three, feeling more and more alert and almost there at four, because all of this is for you. And we're about to reach the final number. And when we reach the final number, if your eyes are not already open, they will become fully open and you will return to full alertness, full awakeness. When you hear the final number, feeling good to be alive at five, wide awake now, open your eyes, and go out into your life and into your day with this centeredness and peace always within you at any time and any place. And if you ever need a little recharge, you can revisit this meditation at any time. And know that this level of peace and centeredness is always available to you because it exists within you. It always has, and it always will. Thank you for spending this time with me, and I look forward to our next meditation together.